0: I've never run a marathon. To be honest, I've wanted to run one, but I have this problem. I don't like running anymore. Maybe when I've lost 40 pounds, then I'll feel like running. But until then, uh, maybe. We'll see. I used to run. Obviously not marathons. I used to love running. I was in cross country. I enjoyed it. I would have nice chats with myself while while I was running in my head. You know? Do you ever do that? from what I've heard, when you run marathons, you get really good at that. Anyways, I used to run and I used to enjoy it. So Tiffany and I competed in a Spartan race a few years back. It was tough. It was pretty cool. We had a lot of fun and it hurt. It was hard. But like I said, we had a lot of fun and it hurt. And did I say it hurt? Anyways, we competed in the three-mile race. The first half was all uphill. This is in Budapest, and it was so much, it was pretty cool. The second half was downhill and flat, sort of. I was thankful I only had to do about 120 burpees during the race. Tiffany ended up doing something like 170, and I felt so bad for her. But we did it. We completed it. I may have been pushing her up the hill on the first half but we did it we may have been almost the last people to cross the finish line but let me again say this we did it in fact they were packing things up when we finished but we finished the obstacles were mostly fun some were not at all i even ended up getting a sty in my eye 2 weeks after Words after I was like the 5,000th person going under the mud obstacle where I got mud in my eye and it messed with my vision. Still have some issues with that, but totally worth the race. I'm glad I can say that I ran it. I know the big question you're asking is why would you do something like that? Why not just run a short sprint? Welcome to Todd Talks, where I help you design your best life, the life that you want, the life that you desire. So the question I asked is why a marathon? Why a race that hurts? Because silly, this is a podcast to talk about how to improve your life. We live in a world of almost instant gratification. You're used to getting what you want when you want it. Wait for a movie, download it. Want to talk to someone? Don't have to wait for them to call or even get off work or out of school. Everyone has their phone on them. There are so many people that are graduating college and getting their first job and they're ready to quit. They're ready to quit after six months because they're not the vice president yet or they're not getting a job because they're holding out for management or leadership positions. Every business out there has a hierarchy to it. And you always need to start somewhere along the ladder of success. Even starting out your own business, you may be the boss, the big cheese, the leader, the top dog. But you have to learn and struggle to grow your business. The same thing goes as you make changes in your life. There will be struggles and difficulties. There will be setbacks. And that seems to be when people quit. In life, it's imperative that you don't quit when things get hard. But things get hard. Life gets hard. I'd like to quote from a story on medium.com. The analogy makes sense that life is a marathon, not a sprint. You've heard it over and over. You've heard life is a marathon, not a sprint. And there's some really good aspects to this analogy. And uh, I quote, great things take years to build, but I soon discovered it was a naive take on the term. Last year, I realized the statement has far more significance than just the time horizon. Unfortunately, the only way to really stand the analogy is to actually run a marathon. I'm early in my marathon career, so I still think I will uncover further meaning. But here's what has resonated with me so far. Marathons are bleeping hard, really bleeping hard. I used to think that comparing a race that takes a few hours to a startup wasn't representative of how hard it is to get a company off the ground. My tune changed when I ran a marathon. Not even counting the training that is required, the race is a mental roller coaster. I echoed how I felt when I tried to start a daunting project. You can feel unstoppable for miles, and then out of the blue, your legs stop working. I've never felt so many highs and lows over a three-hour time period. At points, I was cruising, passing people and smiling, and at others, I was ready to pull myself out of the race together. I'm sure if you've tried to start something, that feeling is all too familiar with you, end quote. You can't just go run the marathon. I know, I've tried. Actually, I didn't. I thought about it. It requires preparation and planning. It requires a good plan. I signed up for a marathon once, like I just said. I even paid the entry fee. Then I did something wrong. I didn't plan. I didn't prepare. I didn't even go run. And on race day, I didn't go to the race. To be fair, Tiffany wanted me to hang out with her, and I was very content to do that. I had no desire to run because I had not prepared. The first key to success in any endeavor is making a plan. Whether it's a marathon or a project, a life change, a plan is necessary for your success. In Guardians of the Galaxy, the main character says, I have a plan. He's challenged on this by the raccoon and finally admits, I have a semblance of a plan. Again, how much? I have 12% of a plan. You know what? 12% is better than no plan at all. A plan gives you focus. You want to lose weight? Come up with a plan. You want to start a business? Make a plan. You want to make life changes? Make a plan. Design a plan. In a marathon, the actual race is only a small part of the process. My brother, Kurt, runs marathons. He's crazy. But he starts months in advance with his eating and running building up incrementally until physically he can do it. He follows a training plan. Often when you're attempting changes or attempting something new and you make a plan, you begin to stray from that plan. Look at how well you've stuck to your New Year's resolutions. It's usually about two weeks after that you find yourself tested and may stray from the plan. That's when the real decision kicks in. That's where discipline kicks in. You won't feel like it. You won't want to get up and work on things. You won't want to continue to make changes. Not every day. You're not always going to be in the mood to make the changes that you're wanting to make today. But then you find out whether you have discipline or not. Discipline and forgiveness. Discipline and consistency are required for you to make changes and stick to them. Forgiveness of yourself is important and it's required for the inevitable day that you slip up. How many times have you started a diet, had one setback where you ate a Snickers and then you completely give up on it because you had that Snickers or you had that soda? Forgive yourself and get back on track. I've been there. You've been there. You slip up and then give up because you slipped once. I'm here to tell you, it's okay to slip up. Forgive yourself and get back on track. In marathon training, roadblocks are inevitable. Injuries, bad races, and what seems like lack of progress are part of the process. The same is true with every plan or change that you're making. You want to lose weight? It's not gonna happen overnight, so don't give up when you don't see the scale move or when you don't see your clothes fitting right. You want to become a different person? You'll take two steps forward and one step back. Sometimes you'll even take three steps back and then two more steps forward. It's inevitable. Some things are out of your control. Sometimes it will seem like you're not making any progress When in fact, it's just part of the process. In the military, we have a saying that any plan only lasts until first contact. Then when the bombs are dropping, the soldiers are advancing, the Marines are storming the beaches, the opposition makes their plays and that's when training kicks in. Think about the invasion at Normandy Beach on D-Day. The first troops dropped on the beaches took 80% casualties. Think about that. 80% casualties. That throws a plan out of whack. That throws who's in charge out of whack. But the 20% who made it got a foothold, held, were reinforced, and changed the world. In your life, you were making changes. You're becoming the person you want to be. Write out your plan. In your journal, write out a, your life as you want it to be. Write out a description of your life in present tense as though you've already had it. Make it as detailed as you can. Dream it, envision it, and then work towards it. Make a plan to achieve your goals and then work towards the goals you set. These goals are your goals, your plan, your dream. When the inevitable barriers happen, adjust. When you make changes and adjustment, you can flow with it. Your commitment to your goals, your discipline, and your consistency will determine your outcome. out. You have 86,400 seconds in a day, every day, and it ticks life away. I'm always going through a motivational video phase, and I love the motivation, the power, the honesty of a good speech, which doesn't use political correctness, doesn't tell us what we want to hear, doesn't tell us where, where we want to be, but instead tells us how it is, and motivates you to get off your butt and help you move forward. Now, I love the quote from Rocky Balboa when he's talking to his son. Let me find that clip.
1: Living with you, it hasn't been easy. People see me, but they think of you. Now with all this going on, it's going to be worse than ever? It don't have to be. No, sure it does. Why? You got a lot going on, kid. Oh, my last name? That's the reason I got a decent job. That's the reason why people deal with me in the first place. Now I start to get a little ahead. I start to get a little something for myself. And this happens. Now I'm asking you as a favor not to go through with this, okay? This is only going to end up bad for you, and it's going to end up bad for me. You think I'm hurting you? Yeah, in a way you are. That's the last thing I ever wanted to do. I know that's not what you want to do, but that's just the way that it is. Don't you care what people think? Doesn't it bother you that that people are making you out to be a joke and that I'm going to be included in that? Do you think that's right? Do you? You ain't going to believe this. But you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's going to be the best kid in the world. This kid's going to be somebody better than anybody ever knew. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always gonna love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you're going to have a life.
0: Actually recorded a little bit longer than I planned on, but I love that quote. You see the son making excuses, complaining, standing in the shadows of of his father and worrying about what everyone else is thinking of him. Until he, until you Start believing in yourself. You ain't going to have a life. Life is hard, but it doesn't mean it isn't fun as well. I believe we can see the sunshine and rainbows through the clouds. Not every day, but we can find the sunshine. The motivation to make permanent changes in your life is important. It sets you apart. It builds you up. It shapes you. You are the product of those 86,400 seconds every day. What will you put your mind to? What do you choose to do? Do you want to feel washed up at 40 years old, at 50, at 60? Who sets your limits to what you can accomplish and do? I've heard the adage said that whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. What brings this thinking game on? Back in 2016, we went whitewater rafting in Serbia. It was a lot of fun. Because the rivers were so swollen, the rapids weren't as big. The river, though, was fast. We rafted 24 kilometers in just under three hours. We definitely got our workout in that day. Tiffany and I were at the front of the raft and laughed and dug in and charged the rapids as best we could. It was so much fun. We lucked out and had good weather because two days later it was 40 degrees Fahrenheit and dumping rain. As it was... The river was freezing, but we were in wetsuits, so only everyone's hands had frostbite. Emma was a goof. She had to pee the entire time, but didn't want to go in the water, so she held it in and froze her little hands off, and she was so ready to see the restaurant where we'd parked the car at the end of the route, but just for the bathroom. It was quite the adventure and absolutely beautiful if you looked about 15 to 20 feet above the river level. Below that, the entire riverbank was covered in garbage. It was so sad because the landscape was amazing, but the people didn't respect their own country enough to keep the garbage out. As we watched floating on by a car stopped on the side of the road. Someone just threw a bag of garbage out the window into the bushes beside the river. Why am I telling this story? Because our life is like the river. It's flowing in one direction. And, there are beautiful things out there, but if you're looking just at the level of the river, if you're just looking at the struggles and challenges you have today, you may only see the trash and your self-esteem, your self-worth will be low. The kind of changes that that you want to make, those kind of changes are possible, but you have to look above that level. Those kind of things make me want to continue to change, continue to decide, continue to become the person I want to be physically, mentally, and spiritually. I hope you were inspired to make these changes in yourself, to make your plan, to design your life. I just want to finish up with a couple of quotes. Bradley Whitford said, infuse your life with action. Don't wait for it to happen. Make it happen. Make your own future, make your own hope, make your own love, and whatever your beliefs, honor your creator, not by passively waiting for grace to come down from upon high, but by doing what you can to make grace happen yourself, right here, right now, right down here on earth. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found in playing small, in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living, end quote. And George Herbert said, Do not wait. The time will never be just right. Start where you stand and work with whatever tools you may have at your command. And better tools will be found as you go along. The race always hurts. Expect it to hurt. You don't train so it doesn't hurt. You train so you can tolerate the pain. When you're making changes in your life, I can't promise that you won't struggle. I can't promise it won't hurt. Just like a marathon, it will hurt. It will take time. It will take dedication. It will take willpower. You will need to make healthy decisions. It requires sacrifice. You will need to push your body to the max. There will be temptation. But I promise you when you reach your goal, it's worth it. I promise you that whatever changes or goals or dreams you are going after, it will be worth all the sacrifice you are making. Consistent effort and dedication to a goal. You'll be blessed and you'll love it. So to recap, write down your life story goal. Your life story goal. Write it in present tense. See yourself where you want to be, what you want to be doing. Write it out. Write it in your journal and look at it at least weekly. And plan. Make a plan. Once you've written out your life story goal, make a plan on how to achieve it. You won't know all the details, but you can get the outline of a plan. You've got this. Thank you for listening. This is Todd Talks, Design Your Best Life, and I know that you can do great things. Please hit the subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. I'd appreciate it. We are available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day.